Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Weekly Podcast. My name is Abraham DeWeesman. With, we, with me this week are the Oregon Duck. He's a bit of a schmuck. Can't choose between Oliver or Andrew Luck. One Matthew Page. And with him is that Wazoo Coog. He wears an Oriole t-shirt, but don't call him Boog. Speaks in time like a Beethoven fugue. Brian the Soul Man Solak. <laughs> You definitely got a degree in English. Nice work. <laughs> uh, why can't I choose between Oliver and Andrew Luck? I don't know. I choose Andrew. As a quarterback or as a as a GM of a football I'm franchise? Just as a human being. How about that? Okay. Well, maybe you're not familiar with Oliver's work. He's got an architecture degree. He could design me a house. So, you know, and he's rich and cool. And, but I don't know, but Oliver Luck... Oliver Luck is getting sued by Vince McMahon. Yeah, can't beat that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Andrew. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Vince McMahon, I, apparently the nature boy, Ric Flair, is uh, is the daddy to Lacey Evans' uh, baby? Is that, is that going on? I. I That's what I wanted to know. I mean, I was watching Ron Monday night, one of our listeners – you may know him. Chris Blamkin was wondering if Ric Flair is the father because he's been her mentor and you, you know what a sugar daddy Ric Flair is. And she, she announced during her match that she will not be participating because she is now pregnant. So, so I mean, what does Mr. Lampkin think we have access to paternity testing? I mean, I'm just curious. He, he values our opinion. So, ah, okay. All right. All and, right. and he, and if you remember Tom Lampkin played for the Mariners, that's his cousin. Uh-huh. Little known, little known facts there. But I, I just wanted to bring that up. I mean, Ric Flair. I mean, he is a sugar daddy. I mean, is that possible? I mean, I know Abraham's a huge wrestling fan. Uh, yeah, but I tend to stick to what happens between the ropes, and not. I mean, <laughs> what happened? La- okay, what happened last time we saw Ric Flair outside the ropes, right? He sexually yeah. molested. He sexually molested um, orange hair girl. What's her name? Um, Becky Lynch. And by right. the way, okay. if you go to WWE's network, they scrubbed that out of the, v- the replay. Yeah, they Oops. did. That got uh, that got retconned real fast. So I don't know. Yeah, sure. Why not? Does he have, Does he have bastard children all over the country? Probably. He does. I have heard he's got, you know, seven, eight kids. I mean. Yeah. How so he's a regular Sean Kemp? <laughs> I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's broken Sean Kemp's record. You know, Sean Kemp could uh, field a baseball team, right? <laughs> Make sure we. Well, if he we passed take, down the uh, talents, uh, they'd, they'd all be good, pretty, pretty good athletes. True. So, you know, true. That'd be a pretty decent team. You know? I will. Uh, speaking of Lampkin, by the way, uh, and we're, we'll get to the Mariners in a minute. God, I'd take him over like half this effing damn team right now. Oh my God. I was looking at the roster. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's start off with the NFL, the NFL football league, the national football league. Big news today. Yes. The no fun league. Big news today. Carson Wentz. He, who is a bison from North Dakota state has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Third round he pick. Migrated, would third, you say? Uh, he, yeah, he he herded. He was herded <laughs> over to the Indianapolis Colts. 
Uh, and for that was for a third round pick and a conditional second. This is we're talking about a former Pro Bowler, 2017 Pro Bowler. Uh, not a great record last year, but you know he's got uh, 89 career quarterback rating, two years over 100 quarterback rating. Everybody thought he was the next greatest thing since sliced pudding. What do you guys sliced think pudding? about sliced pudding? Yes. Have you never um, had sliced pudding? I've never had sliced pudding. No. Well, if you ever have black, have do you know, do you guys know what black pudding is? Nope. Okay. Is anyway, it bread? It's, it's like blood sausage, but oh, yeah, it's pretty, okay. it's pretty disgusting. I don't, I don't know where this yeah. Scottish come off anyway, making this uh, stuff. Anyway. Um, yeah. So was that worth, was that worth the sidebar about really sliced pudding? Okay. Um, let's get back to the main point. Carson Wentz, what do you guys think? Well, I, uh, go ahead. I just want to say one, one real quick clarification, and then yeah, you can go. The, the, Is it about the, slice pudding? No, it's about the the conditional second round pick that they get in twenty twenty two. The so the the Colts gave the Eagles a third round pick this year mm-hmm. and a conditional second round pick in twenty twenty two. But if he snap takes more than seventy percent of the snaps. 35% of the snaps, that second round pick turns into a first rounder. Yeah. Wow. Correct. So it, it becomes a little more balanced. Now, go ahead, Solak. I'm sorry I cut you off. I just wanted to add that. Uh, no, you're good. Um, I hate to say it. Abraham DeWeese has mentioned this before about Frank Reich, the coach of Indianapolis Colts, and he, he is a hell of a quarterback, and I believe he is a former offensive coordinator for Philly, and I, I think it, this is a great – Great for Carson Wentz's career, and I think Reich can resurrect it. And uh, wait, which I, part? I, which I, part do you hate to say that he used to be a quarterback coach? Or now that you're right about? Oh, Reich okay, okay. I just wanted that to come up again that I was right. So, thank you. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's a great move for Indianapolis. I don't know how many years left on the contract, but still, I think Reich's capable of, you know. Bringing right, uh, bringing Wentz back up to his potential that he used to have, and they didn't have to give up that much. I thought I was shocked earlier when I was texting Matt when he told me what they gave up. So, good trade for Indianapolis. Uh, I have to agree. Um, I think uh, there's all upside on this for for the the Colts. Um, uh, Frank Reich is the right or right or right. How do you say the last name? Reich, right, right, Reich, Reich, whatever. He. Uh, He's, he is you know, a, like he's the Nazis. a, a great that, offensive that right? coach. Yeah, he's a great <laughs> offensive coach, and and he was yeah he was he oversaw Mr. Wentz during his best years. Um, he knows what can happen and what that guy is capable of, and how to get him back to, to what it is. And he really it, it was a it was a change of scene. It was a good player who needed to change the scenery kind of situation. All right, uh, he needed he needed, to, he needed a fresh start. Okay, uh, and by the way, I would I'd like uh, Solak to please refrain from laughing at Nazi jokes. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. That's what I would like. I don't know what, I don't know what the fans out there want. I just, well, it, defend, it, it depends upon the context. Are you making fun of the Nazis and then it would be okay to laugh at the Nazis? <laughs> I think that would be acceptable. Right? I was just stating a matter of fact and he found humor in it. Okay. It was funny. <laughs> okay. <Anyways. laughs> All right, you were just you... making the connection over to yeah and, yeah, and he was yep. like that's hilarious <laughs> and that's the funniest thing i've ever heard my name is brian solak right. yeah, that was, yeah. we'll get you that's and funny. gina 
We'll get you and Gina Carano on a podcast together. Um, <laughs> well, that's funny, well, anyway. Matt. You can laugh at that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, what's what's his game, guys? What's going on here? Come on. Last week, I wanted to get in it with every single one of you because we all know that Russell Wilson is a man who calculates. He's, he calculates how his image looks to the broader audience. And then he starts complaining about the offensive line. Does it a couple different times on a couple different shows? What's going on here? I, I, I refrain from what I want to say, but I think he's a, if it's not about Nazis, please say it. Uh. <laughs> but I'm full of swear words. My, what I want to say, I, but I think he's being a little, little jerk brat about it J- brat okay brat, all right whatever. okay yeah. um, <laughs> i mean if you you need to shut the f up and if, if you need if you want the help really that bad i mean they've done the best that they can and how about giving up some of your salary maybe they can renegotiate down the road and maybe we'll have some money i mean come on dude we if we if we resign everybody, what is it they said that we have less than a million dollars of spending money in this offseason? I mean, I mean, I don't know who you can blame that on anybody, but Matt Page. It sounds like Matt Page. It sounds but, like the Soul Man is not happy with your Seattle Seahawks and your quarterback. No, well, suddenly there's a problem, and they become my Seahawks. They're not yours anymore. <laughs> that's typically, how that's okay. typically how it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. So, uh, first of all, I want to note before I get into this, that, uh, today there was breaking news of that. They, they have, they have raised the minimum salary cap. So 180 they, million is, now? So there is possibility likelihood that they might not lower the salary cap uh, or they might actually raise it a little bit. So they might actually give some relief because there's so many teams that are kind of set up to fail right now. I'm going to have to cut a lot of guys. Well, well I saw 180. Um, is that correct? Yes. I believe so. Which is only a little um, bit less than what it was last year. Yep. Well, no, that's the minimum. It's the minimum salary cap is up to that point. You oh, have so that's a that floor. Level. That's the floor. That's the floor. Yeah. Oh. They raised it up to that level. Well, okay. The, this is the, dumb. This, this irritates me. Don't call it a – NFL does this. They call it a cap, but it's a floor. <laughs> cap no, I, means I, I a top. It the floor. I said the, I, well, I said the, minim, well, the minimum salary cap. Yeah, it's, so it's a, it's a floor. Um, yeah, you're right. The salary floor has been raised. <laughs> To 180 million. Okay. Okay. So um, which, they're making is everyone, They're making that's a good saying, thing. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, man. I was going to say that's a good thing for people who don't know. Um, we thought that the maximum spend was going to yeah. be more like 170, 165, somewhere in there. It means yeah, it means the salary cap's going because I think they have there's something like 20 of the 30 teams are basically going to be in salary cap jail basically. At this point, they need to cut all their players, and they're you know they can't they can't justify that to the union and, and the, under the contract and all that of all those players losing their losing their jobs and, and and you know having to take you know bargain contracts. So we might actually be we still don't know what the maximum salary cap actual cap will be um, at this point, but we might have more to work with than we originally thought. That's still to be figured out. We'll find out oh, probably in the next month, I'm sure, um, because they have to. The franchise tag deadline is in or middle of March, I believe. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, 
Um, regarding Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Wilson, um, I'm actually surprised it took as long as it did. I've always suspected that he's more of a jerk than he lets everyone know. Um, he, you know, he's always been the perfect character guy, the perfect guy, the perfect, you know, he goes and he spends time with the kids and I'm sure he's overall a great guy, but, uh, I, I've always suspected that deep under that there's some, so there's something some dark undertone of him being a jerk somewhere. Um, you know, kicks puppies in his spare time or something. I don't know, but, <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not too hard on him. I'm not really paying attention at all, uh, to this. I don't think it's really that big of a deal. He's let everyone know we need to improve our, our offensive line. Everyone knew it. The team is now obviously knows it, you know, publicly, they can't deny it. They, they, they do have to address it. Um, the media is going to keep milking this because it's the off season and he ain't going anywhere. There was no such thing as a trade involving Russell Wilson on the horizon. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Um, so basically, as far as this whole thing is concerned, I'm just ignoring it. Matt, your hatred for Deshaun Watson aside, um, okay. you, you brought up you brought up Carolina Panthers earlier today as a possible destination point, and you sound very suspicious of that. Well, no. Uh, what I brought, well, okay. What I brought up, for example, is uh, Colin Cowherd, who I occasionally listen to. Who I think is usually got a pretty good head on his shoulders. Went to of, went you know, to Eastern Washington University. Yep. Yes, Eastern Washington alum. Uh, he, uh, you know, um, he's a good. He, he's a decent, decent head on his shoulders. Usually, good analysis. His proposal, or his his bet, was that the the winner of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes was going to be the Carolina Panthers. And the reason why is because they had all the pieces that would make it work the best and they would, they would have the most to gain. And, and they had an owner that loves to take loves to gamble, loves to take that roll that dice. Um, the proposed trade that he put together was uh, Christian McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater, along with one to two or even three uh, first round draft picks. Hold up before uh, you before you comment for, before you comment on that, or I'm sorry, it's for Deshaun. Let me Watson. finish. Yeah, let me finish saying what the whole trade is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay, uh, Solak, do you take that? You are the GM for the Carolina Panthers. You don't have an owner that's that's you know telling you to do this. You actually have a choice. Do you take that? Because I, I know take you that in a heart that. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I take that in a heartbeat. I mean, they have an up and coming offensive coach. Was he the former head coach of Baylor? I believe he was. But that that team needs to change. You know, they need to kind of do a rebuild, anyways. And they they proven last year with McCaffrey out. They they found that you know Mike Davis was a decent running back. They could fill that spot. Deshaun Watson is a much better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. Um, their defense is decent. I mean, they got a couple good wide receivers. I, I'd take that in a heartbeat. It's not like we're, they trade their first round picks every year or, or draft crappy like our own John Schneider. Matt, you don't you gotta think, go for that. Matt, you don't think Watson's the top six or seven quarterback, right? My. Because you're against this, I, you're against this trade. I am, I am against this deal, and and the reason the reason why is, what is the first thing that the GM and the coach did when they had their first draft this this last year? They had like they had like eight picks, and all they used defense, all, all every defense. single one of them on defense. Yep. He's come in and he wants to build a defense. He's he's 
not necessarily a hardcore offensive guy. He, yeah, he came from Baylor, but he's not exactly a hardcore, you know, um, offensive guy. He's he he played linebacker. He, you know, he's a defensive minded dude too, and he's obviously wants to build a pretty good defense. Now I look at Teddy Bridgewater, and I've always liked Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's got the talent to be a you know. He's not. He's 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 a game manager. He's never going to carry your team. He's not a franchise quarterback in that regard. But he, you know, he doesn't hurt you. And and Christian McCaffrey is the face of the franchise. He's the absolute face of the franchise. He's the only good player they have for a, a, quite a while. Uh, so, well, since Cam Newton left, at least, and and even before Cam Newton left, he was way better than Cam Newton. Um, so it, it's tough to turn away from that. Plus the first round pick. I mean, this is a guy who wants to build a build a defense. Obviously, he's shown that in his actions and his signings and so forth. He wants to build a juggernaut defense. He's got a he's got uh, Teddy Bridgewater who can manage his offense, and Christian McCaffrey is his biggest offensive piece. Why do you give all that up for an incremental upgrade at quarterback? You know, I mean, I, I yeah yeah. Watson is better than than. Um, than Teddy Bridgewater, but is he good enough to justify? Are you upgrading as much, and will you take advantage of that big that 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 gap? Seems to be a matter of opinion because Solak so. says, at least what I'm gathering from you, Solak, is you're saying it definitely is an incremental upgrade. Uh, absolutely, it, it is. No, it, it is an upgrade. I'm just saying, like, are you going to take advantage of that gap? Are you well, gonna, hang on, are Matt. You really going to fully Matt, you, take advantage? I was asking Solak. You think Sorry. this is an incremental upgrade, not just an upgrade, but an incremental upgrade. Uh-huh. 100% incremental whatever upgrade you're talking about, but the guy the guy threw led one of the top leaders, he led the league in yardage or he was one of the top 3 quarterbacks last year in his stats. The guy can lead the he can become the new face of that franchise. McCaffrey gets hurt, is a hell of a player, but he gets hurt. Mike Davis stepped in, did a great job. Either way, that team w- would have sucked with McCaffrey playing or not. I mean, w- Watson, if you get the right pieces, that and that new that head coach is a darn good head coach. It'd be stupid not to turn that deal down. Okay, let's try an easier one. What do you guys think about Dak Prescott? You sign him if you're Jerry Jones at forty million, or if you're Jerry Jones, do you try to get Russell Wilson? What what's the franchise fee? I mean, sorry to interrupt, but I mean, I think they're going to franchise. I mean, what, are they going to what? What is the going rate for the franchise? It's fee? an escalator, so it'd be about fifty million next year. Wouldn't yeah? Wouldn't it be the second time they? It'd be the second them? time they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, there's an even bigger penalty. So yeah, it'd be like fifty mil. I mean, you wow. can still do it. You can still. I mean, if you think that's the best thing to do, I mean, I'd like to hear what your I, what your opinion is on that. I, I, in my opinion, yes, because I don't think there's good enough quality quarterbacks out there and and Jerry Jones doesn't want to want to lose and with Prescott at least he has a chance of getting 500 or better even with that sh- pardon my language but the shitty defense that they have you, you got to franchise Prescott I mean is there only can they only franchise them twice or what do you know the rules for that I, I don't you keep doing it but you keep getting fun you know you keep getting an escalator it goes yeah. ridiculous okay I, well I, mean, I would because the point where your entire cap would be him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Understood, but I, I, there, I don't think there's anybody else out there unless he wants to rebuild. Matt, I would, 
go and negotiate with him, obviously. Um, I don't want to franchise him again. I, I might have to, but I don't want to. I, I, I agree there, is, there isn't many. You don't have the draft picks or the, 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 the necessary stuff to get Watson. Um, and the other guys out there, I mean, who else is available? There's Cam Newton. There's Marcus Mariota might be got for cheap from the Raiders. There's, well, Carson is gone. Trubisky. You could get Trubisky. Everyone wants <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I'm sure the Bears would be willing to part with um, Nick Foles, but you'd have to pay that contract. Uh, yeah. So, or you, or you draft a guy and, they, I don't remember what they're they're high up in the draft because they suck this year, aren't they? Um, so they might be able to draft a guy, uh, but then again, you know that that's accepting your rebuilding. Um, Dak is a, Dak is a solid solid quarterback. He's not going to carry your team. He'll occasionally come through with some amazing passes that he has no business making. I, I honestly don't know how he pulls off some of the throws he makes because he doesn't have consistent talent in the arm he's got a big arm he just doesn't have accuracy but every once in a while he amazes me with random amazing throws um he's not as mobile as he used to be um and you don't have that offensive line that you once had uh but the bottom line is is, yeah you've got to make a choice you need to you need to either stick with him and and continue to contend with the team and 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 draft in the in the defense and then fix the defense or Except you're rebuilding and draft a quarterback. Yeah, you uh, really got to do yeah. that if you're Jerry Jones. You have to, you have to make a decision. Am I going all in this year? Commit. Yeah. Or, and forty million is too much for him. It is. It I really... would pay. I would pay twenty eight, twenty nine. I think that's right cap. I would not. I wouldn't go to thirty on him. Yeah. And the thing is, is two years ago he was negotiating with them and they offered him like thirty six and he wanted thirty eight. All right, and they, yeah, it was yeah. nuts. All right, guys, uh, pitchers and catchers reported, and we're in yeah, spring man. training. None of us can go to the games, but um, <laughs> they're still spring training. And, uh, yeah, it's baseball season. And with baseball season comes the big news of the day. Fernando Tatis Jr. got a big contract, 14-year, $340 million. For a guy who hits 301, has had 39 homers and 27 steals in less than a full season. Yeah, he has yet to play a full season. What do you guys think about that? First of all, I wonder what the White Sox are thinking about how they traded him for James Shields, who <laughs> James Shields was worthless for them at the end of his career. But that's another topic, I guess. <laughs> Was that 2016, I believe? Yeah, it was an absolute fleece of a trade. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, that's a big-ass contract, as we all know, but I I think that's – I mean, the guy the guy is a talent. I think he's going to live up to his talent, and and especially if salaries could, you know, continue to skyrocket, I think they got a great deal there if the guy could stay healthy. I mean, hell, even Bobby Bonilla is going to be making money up until the end of that contract, so – Bobby Bonilla can I collect his last paycheck the year after this contract expires? That's right. So that's insane. It is insane. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Tatis is—I mean—he's going to be worth it. I mean, it might be a lot of money, but he's going to definitely earn that contract, in my opinion. 
Willie, Matt, Willie. Um, well, he's shown he's shown he can he can carry himself. He's improved, you know, with a shorter season. He improved on his numbers from the year before, with even less games. Um, you know, he uh, he he. I'm gonna I'm gonna anger you right now, Abe, by telling you he's already produced seven WAR in seven <laughs> WAR in, in not even a full season played, which is insane. I mean, that's like Mike Trout levels almost. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know, he's 22. The reality of the thing is, is that it, it's an incredibly club friendly contract. Yes, he has to stay fr- stay healthy and keep playing. So but even if he doesn't get better than he currently is playing, mm-hmm. if he continues producing at the same level he is, and and for the next say eight years of that fourteen year contract, they will absolutely make money on the deal, and 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 it'll be a successful contract. Or he hits a sophomore slump and never recovers. There is that. There is always that possibility. Um, you know, there. But I think he, he's one of those guys that we know who he is, and we know what he is, and, and he's not gonna. He might have a slump here and there, but he's not gonna. He's not gonna. You know, fall off the place of the planet. So war, war for all of you listeners out there. War is a stupid stat made up by nerds in their mom's basement. It stands it's for. A calculation. Hang on, hang on, Matt. Matt, you've had your say. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> speaking here. I've, I've got the, I've, I've got the floor here. Now, war is a stupid stat for angry nerds in their basement of their mothers, and it stands for women always run away from these people. And so, yeah, you're you're thinking about war. I couldn't care less. I mean, only an idiot would bring up the fact that Juan Soto of the Nationals has a 9.7 war. That guy's going to ask for a lot of money, yeah. isn't he? He's a, oh, he's also a, um, oh, what's your, what's the Soros client, Boris client. That's what I mean. Boris Scott client. Boris. So he, so he, he's not, he's not signing until he hits the free agent market and then highest bidder. And he's, his number, the first number in his, in his total value of the contract will start with a five. I guarantee it. 500 million. You mean? Yeah. 500 million. Right now, the most expensive overall top value contract in the game is. Still, Mike Trout with four, I think four ten. Brian, Brian, like Brian, the Soul Man Solak. Uh, you, you're also known as uh, uh, Ronald uh, Acuna, right? Are you angry as hell that you only signed for one hundred million? No, I, at the time that that was a hell of a deal for Acuna Matata. Acuna Matata, we're going to call him Acuna Matata. <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, one of my fantasy teams, I, I have him, and that's my team name, Akuna Matata. But nice. <laughs> the guy signed a, a great deal at that time, and he's going to get what it's due to him once that deal is up. I mean, props to him, dude. F these guys going for $500 million. Maybe They may be worth it, but F them. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Jealousy? Hang on. $100 million for eight years. And how long has Acuna been in the league? Three years, maybe? I think so. Three or four. Yeah, something like he that. Took, took his team to uh, took his team to the this, NLCS? This will be his third year. He's been at two years. Two years? Okay. Yeah. Statistically, statistically he's a lot better than Tatis? At, at the moment, sure. I think Tatis 
down the road, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a better play overall player. But I don't think you're I mean, you're role playing this properly. <laughs> I gave you. I, I, you're supposed to be angry, I, and you're not angry. I, I can't get angry at that question. I'm sorry, but Akuda Matata is a hell of a player, and he. I, I thought he signed a great contract at the time, and and, Ma- and he's going to earn every penny of that. And Ma- Matthew, once, he, once that comes up. Matthew Page, Akuna Matata anyway, means no worries. Yeah. Does he have anything to worry well, about? Well, Akuna Matata has, for comparison's sake, he has played essentially two full seasons, and he uh, between all uh, his his career so far, and he only has about an uh, ten. No, he has an eleven WAR. Can can so, we stop using Fernando, WAR and give us numbers Fernando that in, in numbers that actually effing matter, Matt? Seven. Matt. Give us some numbers that actually no, matter. But my point is, that that's a matter. That's a number that matters. It okay. doesn't. It doesn't matter to me at all. Give me um, something. Give Akuna, me something. Okay, so give me Akuna, something an average listener actually gives a damn about. Akuna signed after his first, after what, like three quarters of a season that he played his rookie season. He signed an eight-year, hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. At age twenty-one. Yep. That was a lot of money, wasn't he? He was an international signing too. He wasn't. Yeah, he's from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. So he. Uh, so that was, that was a lot of money for that kid, and that's a, that's a lot of money right away. And it uh-huh. was really. I mean, you know, it, it it it's guaranteed for him. And when he is in twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty eight are club buyouts. They have, they can potentially buy him out. But uh, so he'd be, you know, he could, he could, he could leave the uh, the contract in year and when he's twenty eight or twenty nine, um, and still get another big contract afterwards. Um, but yeah, you know, or he sucks next year and one. breaks his leg. Yeah, got it. Yeah, well, you're hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're, you're a numbers guy. You're a numbers guy. Solak, you're a numbers guy. You guys are angry nerds in your mom's basement. I get it. Let, let me. <laughs> no, if we want to use numbers, if we want to use, hang on. If we want to use numbers. Answer me this. Uh-huh. What's a hundred million okay. divided by eight years? One tw- it's twelve, zero. twelve and a half, Tw- right? Twelve, twelve, twelve and a half. Twelve and a yeah. half. Okay, so what's three forty divided by fourteen? Three forty divided by fourteen is twenty four and a half. Twenty four point two. Yeah, so he's getting paid oh, half oh. as much as Tetis. Uh huh. I don't. I, know. I you guys do a terrible job of playing role playing game here. But see here, uh, you, you guys are here's bad the at this. Half. Here's the thing. Oh my here's god, here. he's making well, half as much. You're not realizing. Is he's half a good a player that. as Tatis? No, he's not. But the the world is not fair. Things don't things don't always line up that way. Guys exactly. get, guys sign big contracts and then two years later. There's somebody else who comes along who may not be as good, but will totally match their salary. Do not know it's why you guys are not outraged by this. I have I'm not no idea. By this. I have no idea why you're because not outraged by this. Because he still got paid a great deal for are you guys a 21 year old. Are you guys secret Braves fans? Is that what this is? No, like, he got yeah, paid. We're, a shit. we're screwing Akuna out of his money that he yeah, earned. It was a shitload of a contract at the time, it, it, and and he's not getting screwed at the time. He is getting he's screwed. Twelve million. No. Look, here's the thing. Here's What's the Seeger thing. making? What's Kyle Seeger? Kyle effing Seeger is making like what, eighteen, twenty million? Yeah, but Seeger sucks and, and he Yes he does. There are and Akuna's good other teams. Oh that my would god not make that offer to Tatis. Yeah. There are twenty nine other teams that would not pay Fernando Tatis at this point in his career 
that much money. That's how rare this deal is. It's insane. It's the okay. Matata's fault for signing the contract in Abraham if it's a shitty contract. He okay? walked into it. He signed yeah, it of his exactly. own free will. It's not like Evan White who got lucky and got a $24 million contract and I never played above double A. You guys just don't have any empathy. You, you don't oh, care. You don't care. Well, what do you want to happen? There's nothing that can happen. The deals are signed. He it, needs it a is hug. What it is. Someone needs to go to Atlanta and give this guy a hug. Well, he's in Florida right now. I'll go to Florida to give him a hug. Yeah, I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. There's COVID down there. I'm not going. Um, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Speaking of Florida, Tampa Bay, Tampa, Tampa Ray, Tampa Devil uh, Ray, whatever the hell they're calling themselves. They're just the Tampa Rays now. I don't I care. Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays is what I I don't care. And they don't seem to care about keeping their pitchers. Uh, They got rid of Blake Snell and Charlie Morton. You guys happy about this? They're still going to be good. Uh, They quietly quietly are just going to be absolutely just fine at pitching. It's hilarious. They made some very smart uh, little free agent pickups here and there. uh, And they're quietly going to be just fine. And they needed to rebuild because that's just the way they constantly work. It's like, okay, you did this awesome for me. All right, go 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 do go go play for the other team that'll pay you lots of money. Well, we you know get prospects in return and and then you know keep the cycle going. That's the only way they can run. That's the way that the philosophy of the team's always been run by. And they quietly made some some secret. I mean, they brought back Chris Archer, which I think is hilarious. Former Oriole. Former no, Chris Archer was. Who am I thinking of? Was he a? No, Chris Archer was a Tampa Bay Ray. Wait, yeah, they got traded to Pittsburgh. They, they traded him to Pittsburgh. Oh, former for Pirate. Tyler That's right. Glass okay. now, who's currently their ace. And uh, the dude in out, the outfield. Um, what's his name? Austin Meadows. Yep. So they have two starters that they traded uh, that they traded Archer for and Archer's back. And then they also – who else did they pick up uh, so like in the free oh, agency? Was there Rich Hill? They made uh, another good signing. Wasn't it Rich Hill? Uh, oh, it was Rich Hill. Yes, Rich Hill. Rich Hill, yeah. Um, yeah, and so the way they Michael, run their pitching, they Waka, too. Oh, yeah, Michael they got Watcha back, too. Waka, Waka, Waka. And, um, they, yeah, so the way they run their pitching, there won't be a lot of strain on, on either of those two guys because those two guys can never pitch a full season to save their lives. Do you guys ever feel like, um, do you guys ever feel way, like Eric Bedard would do well in this new era of baseball where they pull pitchers in the fifth inning? <laughs> Yeah. Was yeah. he just ahead of his time? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> so yeah, he'd be cool being pulled in the sixth inning of the uh, game six of the World Series. Oh my so, god. So Solak, the Shy Sox got Tony Larusa at seventy six year old back where he started four time manager of the year. Not that Matt thinks that that's an impressive stat. Um but uh you know, three times World Series <laughs> champion. You happy that a seventy six year old man angry old guy that smokes a lot or was that was that panilla anyway um are you happy that larusa is back in major league baseball yeah he's still got a great baseball mind yeah he might be a drunk i mean i know he got pulled over for drunken driving <laughs> that's what it was that's what it was okay <laughs> but i mean they're put they put a solid team together and the guy still knows his baseball and i mean i, I they're most people have them favored to win that division, and I, and I agree. I think they're going to win that division. 
over Minnesota. I think they got the ta- enough talent to to. They're not going to go all the way, but they're going to win that division for sure. Can the seventy six I mean, can the seventy six year old manage a bunch of twenty two year old hot shots? Yes. Hell, dude, Lou, bring back Lou Pinnell to coach the Mariners. Mariners will freaking get eighty five wins. I can guarantee you that. No, they won't. <laughs> no, uh, I disagree. <laughs> Scott Service is a pile of. <clears throat> but yeah, well, no, Service okay, is terrible, but you still have no. No, we, we, we all agree. <laughs> I, I think pretty much everyone across the entire you know league agrees. Scott Service is not a good manager. Matt, you but, ha- Matt, are you happy with the seventy? Uh, you happy with, with the seventy-six-year-old Larusa? I think it was a poor decision. I don't think I don't think he should have. I don't think they should have brought him back out of retirement. Why? Um, I I just don't think he's there all there anymore. And there was there was some controversy because um you know there's there's they didn't they didn't uh satisfy the C League rule which is just like the what's the rule in the NFL where they have to uh, interview a minority candidate? Yeah. Um the they didn't satisfy Rooney that. Rule. Yeah, the Rooney rule. It's just like that. They call it the C League. Apparently they call it the C League rule in baseball. Um, and, uh, and, and there, you know, he's buddy, buddy with, uh, with the owner. And that's, that's the reason why he got the job. And, and a lot of people don't like that. I don't mind that part of it. I just don't think he's got, I don't think he's capable of doing it at this age. And it's a really young team. It's a really young team. They needed, they needed somebody could, could work with the young kids and, 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 you know, do well with them. And I, I just don't think his personality is going to mesh well with it. I think it was a poor decision. Oh, I'm going to say this. I disagree because you look at, use Jack McKean as an example. He was 77, 78 years old when he led the 2003 Florida Marlins to, and they won the one world series. Completely and, different temperament kind of guy. Uh, guy. But I still think Lewis has a better mind than McKean. So I, I'm not saying he's going to win the world series, but I, I, they're, well, they're gonna... That roster is pretty damn good, so I don't know. Wait, they were damn young too. The Marlins, uh, the Marlins are young in that year. It's still that year too. They're still no. They. I thought they well, stacked they with a bunch Beckett. of veterans. I thought they spent big bucks, got a bunch of veterans, and then got rid of them all. Uh, no, that was the first time around. The Marlins yeah. won. Oh, okay. Not the no second three. time they actually had homegrown talent. Yep. Because they had the second time around. No, the third. It was you're talking about the third time around. The second time around was with Josh Beckett. I'm uh, so, yeah, I'm so upset about the Marlins. I uh, mean, they have what two World Series, and the Mariners got what nothing zero ever. Yep, to be continued. Speaking <laughs> of a bunch of nothings forever, uh, <laughs> the Chicago Cubs were were considered miserable losers for most of their uh, existence. Uh, now they're pretty much so. now they're pretty much insufferable. Now that they've won a World Series, um, and their fans are angry. They're livid. I say, Solak, do they have a right to be mad that the team is tearing down? They do. I, I don't. I don't get it personally. I mean, I, I thought they're a, they're not a, like a you know a low budget team. I mean, they got money that comes into that place. I mean, they sell out every damn game. But they got rid of Lester. They got rid of Quintana. They got rid of Darvish. They got rid of Schwarber. Um, I know there's a few other position players. The president of the club, Theo Epstein, left. I mean, I, I you, you can't say this team lost that much money last year in 2020. I, there's no reason why they, they had to rebuild. Uh, they're starting one of their 
Carantina or Carantina, they're, when they're starting catchers, when that trade, stupid, stupid, stupid. But Matt, whatever, that's their Matt, problem. Are there fans, and is that club stupid, stupid, stupid? Um, the club is, the fans aren't. Uh, they, the club, by the way, for the record, the club is insisting that they are not tearing down. Um, they are not, <laughs> they're definitely not. Do not listen. Do not, do not watch what they're doing. Listen, focus on what they're saying. Pay no attention right? to the actions they brought that back, they take. They brought back Arietta. Um, they did talk to what's his name? John Lester, but I, I don't think they, they really wanted to pay him a lot of money cause he really isn't worth a lot anymore at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, they got Zach Davies in that trade with the, with Darvish, which is decent. Um, they didn't, they, they, they have some salary cap issues because they owe a lot of money to their, their center fielder who can't hit anymore. Um, or right fielder. Sorry. Uh, they did sign, they did, they did sign Jock Peterson, which I liked as a pickup. Uh, I think I, I'm I glad you took a shot. I uh, wonder why you like that. <clears throat> well, I, I think he deserves a shot at starting. Um, I think that's great, but, um, Otherwise, you know, hey, they made they they signed two relievers, and and they signed Jake Arrieta. Uh, what are you talking about? They're not tearing down. No, so, they're tearing so down. Solak, so what are you talking about? You, you're you're alluding to something, but remember, we got listeners out there that don't know what we're talking about. Jock Peterson, how he played for that COVID-filled team, the L.A. Dodgers, ah, and yes, and, and Matthew right. Page is a biased L.A. Dodger fan. True, so. I, true. I, I, I take a sex. I object to the word COVID-filled. One player does not make an entire team of 40, 40 guys COVID-filled. I don't know. You put cream in a Twinkie, it just takes one shot of cream to make it a Twinkie. <laughs> well, get it, get, get an analysis yeah. there. Anyway, anyway, get back, Matt, to what you were saying. Sorry. I just, uh, I, I just, just want to make sure the audience I, I, understood the context here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just saying in general, um, they're taking a step back and they're trying to, trying to cut costs and they have every right to be angry. Um, because the, the Cardinals are stepping forward. They they added, they've had the steal of a, of the century, uh, trade. And, um, what's that trade? You know, be, for, for our listeners, the Nolan Arenado acquisition from Colorado, where Colorado got absolutely nothing in return for their best player, um, and uh, and so the Cardinals got tougher. Um, the the Brewers are have shown consistently in the past couple of years that they're 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 hanging in there. They're going to continue to be tough, and the Cubs are taking steps backwards. All right. Yep. Well, let's go ahead and talk about our Seattle Mariners. Um, I like how you paused before you said it. It looked like it sounded like you were looking down at like your notes of like, oh, they're called the Mariners. Okay, I was looking right. down. Yeah. At my, I was looking down at my sad Mariner. music button. I know, but it, but it sounded like you were having to remember the team name. I don't. Yeah, I I think but they're called that. the Mariners. I, I yeah. honestly, I I decided a couple of years ago I'm an Aqua Sox fan, and I'm only. Oh, yeah. The Mariners are a corollary team that I'm required to talk about. Aquasox team, Aquasox schedule came out today, by the way, just a side note. Uh, we're getting really excited. They start in May. So it's a 120-game roster. Do you guys know uh, – not roster, uh, season. Schedule. Um, do you guys know if that's going to be the norm or does it go up to what the AAA does, which I think is 140-something? 
I heard 130 something eventually. Yeah, I think I think I think it's going to be more on the on a regular year. But they're starting spring training late this year because of COVID, and they're not going to let the they're 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 doing spring training with the double A and the triple A guys, or no, the the triple A guys and the major league guys. But then they're not going to let the double A guys and the, the A guys into the spring training facility really until afterwards. So they'll be doing spring training later. I don't know. I feel like I feel like 100 lower later. I feel like 120 is just fine. I think that's a good 120 is fine, but we'll probably get like maybe about as many as 20 more. Well, here's the deal, though: is if you look at the quantity of teams in the Northwest League, that gives you home and home, and it it works out evenly. Like uh, I do like that, and I love the idea that every Monday is a travel day, and they just play yeah. one team the entire week. Um. So. You know, if like, you know, if Spokane comes here and like, I really want to see somebody on that team, I I, I have plenty of opportunities to go. Oh yeah, yeah, and you'll you, yeah, especially like pitchers, you'll you'll get to see the whole rotation basically. Yeah. And and because they're now high A, uh, for example, the last year that we had what two years ago now, um, uh, when we had the last Aqua Sox uh, season, for example, my. The guy, the prospect that I like that I'm looking forward to most is Brandon Williamson, and he uh, he he pitched. He started nine games and he pitched 16 innings because they had some, they had an innings cap on him because he had pitched in the like the playoffs in the college beforehand. Now in high A, they'll be pure professional pitchers, so we'll we'll actually see them make five six inning outings, and which is great. We'll get to see the pitchers for real now. Oh, we were talking about Mariners. That's right. Um, yeah, about Mariners. <laughs> I, I love how we're just avoiding having to talk about this team. Yeah. Uh, trivia question for you. Solak, name a reliever yes. on this baseball team. Kendall Graveman, former starting pitcher. He's going to be a full-time relief pitcher, former Tommy John surgery guy, second year with the team. So that's you said name one, so that's who I'm naming. <laughs> Matt, your turn. Don't say Kendall Graveman. Okay, I won't say Kendall Graveman. I'll say Brandon Brennan. Uh, he was the, what, the Rule 5 pickup that we had, what, a yep. year ago or two years ago maybe? And, and he, um, two years ago? Two years so, ago. Yeah, two, at least two years ago. Yeah. Uh, he has that lights out that lights out changeup that is just amazing. Okay. Uh, one of the best changeups in the game, period. Back to you, Solak. Rafael Montero, who's probably be our closer, we got him in a trade in the offseason with the Texas Rangers. Okay, so at this point, you could say at this point you could say any name if you're confident about it. I'll just have to accept that you're right. <laughs> okay, because neither myself or anybody in our audience listening knows. <laughs> uh, this is a terrible. This is a terrible relieving core, guys. This isn't good. No. Uh... No, I've got. I I know the other. I know another name. I know another name that's going to be good. Oh, former Aqua Sox. No, no. Nope. Keenan Middleton. Oh, okay. Middleton, the dude we got who who used to pitch for the uh, Angels. We well, got Eric we Swanson, well. who we got as like kind of a leftover from the Yankees, right? He was no, wasn't he in the Mets trade? Maybe uh, Yankees. Part of the remember. Paxton trade. He was yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. He was okay. That's right. Yeah. And then you got. Uh, uh, Who's there the guy from the opposite? There. Newsom. LJ, LJ Newsom. Oh, okay. There's another Aquasock. 
Joey Gerber is the other Aqua Sox. Okay. Came there's, up last a, year. there's another one after that that's potential. That, um, that, that our friend Ian Loney should know because he went to Gonzaga and he's from Spokane. Wyatt Mills? Yep. Hey, we met he him. We run. Didn't we meet him in Bellingham? I don't think so. That's not no. the guy we met? Okay, all right. No. No. Was it an outfielder? No. Yeah. Well, for all our no. listeners out there, don't worry about remembering any of these. In two years when we compete, it's going to be a completely new crusade of guys. Uh, we'll have Ken, Ken, well, in one year, we'll have Ken, Ken Giles, Ken Giles, Ken Giles, whatever. Giles, yeah. He's good. He's legit good. He's right. just going to miss a year. What do, what do you guys think about the all lefty starting rotation? Because, I, because for you sabermetric nerds who talk about war, which means women always run away from these guys. Um, <laughs> The, because you have lefties, the sabermetricians will tell you this is perfect because more lefty pitchers means you face more righty batters who don't have the advantage of an extra two steps to first base and right fields are generally shorter and lefties benefit from shorter right fields. Oh, shut the hell up, you stupid nerds. <clears throat> oh, yeah, my question was, what do you guys think about the all-lefty rotation? You took the words right out of my mouth, Abraham. But, stupid nerds, um, all of them? Is that... It, it, <laughs> Everything you just said, you did. <laughs> but I mean, we just signed James Paxton back to the rotation. I first thought, I, I mean, it was a decent deal, and then you know we're going to trade him at the deadline. But it's like, what the hell do we need another lefty for? But it, it is what it is. There's a possible, we definitely have four lefties in the rotation, possibly five. I mean, we got Paxton, Marco Gonzalez, Kikuchi, Sheffield, uh, possibly Nick Marjivicis, or whatever the hell his name is. And then Chris, everyone Marge, Marge, Vicious. Marge, Marge, Vicious. Marge, and yeah. then Chris Flex and a righty we signed in the off season, and then Justin Dunn has a chance. But I mean, it's I mean, a throwaway season. Does it really matter? Exactly. It's a it's a growing season in terms of yeah, we're getting guys in in in, in that we know we're 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 burning Kikuchi's last year. Yeah, so Kikuchi's not here next year. Uh, Justin Dunn belongs in the bullpen. Uh, Paxton's here just to eat innings, so who cares what lefty or righty he is. Uh, Marge is, you know, we'll see what he's got still again. Flexen, I'm not convinced that he can pitch above the Aqua Sox level, but we'll see. Uh, Sheffield showed some showed some glimmers there last year. We'll see if he can continue. And Marco is a solid number three. And then we got to think about Logan Gilbert, who's going to be up this summer. Logan Gilbert will be at some point, yeah. Yep. And um, there will be a bunch right behind him. All right, exactly. guys. This uh, this infield's got a lot of defense and no offense. What do you guys think about that? I think I think I'm not worried about Evan White. I know he did terrible with the bat, but he won his first gold glove, which he deserved. Uh, and and I'm not worried about him long term. He'll put it together. Um, mm. with, with, oh, you go to second, second is a vacant hole. Second is a hole in which you could just, it's a black hole. All, all light and energy does not escape <laughs> that bag. Um, I, you know, Dylan Moore will get the share of the duties there. Shedlong might get some more at bats to try and prove himself, but I don't think, I think Shedlong missed his chance. Um, Kyle Seeger at third, he showed again that he's still, he's still viable, but overpaid. But he's still viable and he can he can carry himself. But he'll do fine. 
Um, and then, yeah, J.P. Crawford, he is what he is at this point. You know, he, he's, he's a gold glove shortstop, light hitting, but he hits enough to carry himself and, and not hurt us actively. Yeah, there isn't a big bat in the, in the infield. Um, but I do need to mention Ty France, who we got in the NOLA deal to the Padres, who was a kind of a throw-in, who is an intriguing bat because he batted, he almost bat 400. What position uh, does he like play for our listeners? 25 dingers. Um, he played third in, in, in uh, the minors. He's, they've also tried him out at second. He didn't do too well at second. Um, uh, I think he's going to be getting a lot of reps at DH this year, but he might also get some time at third spelling Kyle Seeger and might potentially turn into our future third baseman. Dude almost hit 400, but it was the PCL, so take that with a grain of salt. So uh, 300. The Coast League is known for, for hitting. Take off well, 100 no, points. Not, 300, not quite that low. You don't take off 100 points. You take off like 50. Uh, uh, yeah. No, he, the point Soul, is, hang, the on, point hang, is, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Soul Man, we need you to settle yes. this argument. Okay. I think I think Kevin White is a decent first baseman. I don't think he he has a hell of a glove, but he, I, I, he was a rookie, and I don't think he deserved the gold glove that he got. Right. Um, I, I think his hitting hopefully will come around, but I, I mean that was a huge risk that they took, you know, paying that much money for a guy who has advanced above Double A. But I'll give him another year before I make my final judgment on him. But that's my current judgment. Um, Dylan Moore deserves a spot at second base. I think he. Came around last year, and I think he's legit. He deserves a spot at second base. And then Ched Long is done. Like you said, I think he lost his chance. And we'll see if he sticks around with the team. I don't know if he's got any minor league options left or what. But um, there's Sam Hagerty, who's a utility infielder and outfielder. I thought he did a better job. I think he could be our backup second baseman and play the outfield. Uh, Crawford is a decent shortstop. And I mean, uh, obviously we're the Seattle Mariners, so we don't have much, you know. I, I think you just there, take defense. You take defense at shortstop, and if you ever get offense, yeah. I think that's pretty much. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm pretty much like okay catcher. With, okay with yeah. Crawford. He's, he's, he's hitting two sixty, two sixty five, and you know maybe ten to fifteen dingers, and he's got Gold Glove caliber defense. I think you're good. I think you, you know you don't throw that away. Let me put it that way. Keep going, yeah, Solak. Seager. Anyway, Seager's last year. Thank God. I mean, appreciate his contribution over the years but i'm glad he's gonna be moving on and ty france i like your what you said about him but i mean that's not an intriguing prospect to play dh every day so obviously we're just pretty much another out whoever plays dh and oh my god we got there is problems is that is that true though is that is that true about dh hang on hang on is that true about dh because my next question is you know, we we got outfielders coming up. We can only start three. And I, I was thinking to myself, well, why not just move Hanniger to DH? Oh, when he's healthy, I think the guy, we need him in the outfield because he's, he's a better defender. Yeah, he's a great defender out but there. But he's always getting injured. I understood. But right now we don't have too much out there to that can freaking. We got uh, guys coming. We got guys coming up. I, I don't care about gloves. this year. I really don't care about this year. I yeah. mean, we're, I'm talking about. Talking about. Coming up, don't we have a stacked well, you outfield? Could put, you could put well. Trammel doesn't. Trammel doesn't project project in the right field. Uh, so right field would have to be Fraley, or Ugh. or uh, Bishop. Ugh. Um, left field, but uh, or, or Marmalade. 
but I don't think Marmalade has the arm um, to be well, right field. Well, hang on, so, hang on. Again, I'm talking about the future. Isn't Kellenic yeah. coming up? Yeah. Kellenic yeah. will play left. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. Kellenic will play you got left. Kyle in center. center. Kyle in center. Uh-huh. And then right field in for another year or two after that will probably be maybe Fraley or yeah. or, or Haniger. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's not as stacked. Until, it's not uh, as stacked as we thought then, or as no, I thought. Until, no, until until Julio shows up. That's what I'm talking about, guys. Not, not yet. That is what I'm talking about. When Julio comes up, yeah. no, when Kellenic comes up, Julio is still two years away. Yeah. Understood. But I mean, do That's you start thinking about moving Haniger to DH? When Kellenic goes, the problem gets is, called up. Is yes, I agree. But there's no one to put in right right now. That's the problem. Well, this is a th- this is a throwaway season. I don't care. I'm talking about in the future. I understand that, but you need someone who can at least, at the very least, field it. You is know? there nobody? Not, not hit. Well, you said Jake. You said Jake Fraley. Fraley, Fraley. Yeah. They really don't like his bat. That's the problem. Yeah. It hasn't developed. There is a guy here though. Before we moved to outer outfield, I wanted to talk about one other guy for the infield who is who might make the roster as a, as a utility guy. Our former Aqua Sox, Donnie Walton. No. Who has a great not, shot. It's not, it's not Donnie, right? Didn't Donovan. He change? Donovan, 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 yes. Donovan. He changed his name now. Yeah, well, anyway. So uh, Donnie. <laughs> I think, I think, but, but, but yeah, he has a chance to help out. Maybe maybe he gets some reps at second base and turns into a second base. You know, he's that's where he's. His jam is is his middle field in middle infield um, is, is where his experience was. I think he played second for second and short a lot for us at the Aqua Sox level at least. Um, bounce back and forth, but yeah, he can play third as well. Uh, maybe he maybe his bat you know matures enough and he develops enough to be a regular and he fills in as a you know defensive regular at second for us and we kind of ride off them up the middle in terms of offense in the infield for the short term. Um, but in terms back in the right field, Haniger at DH is is a good idea to protect him. I like your thinking there. We could try Ty France out in right field. Does, um, or has Marmalade he played that? Or, or Taylor Trammell. I'm not a big huh? I'm I'm not a big Marmalade and for those people who don't know, Marmalejos is who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Jose Marmalejo. Yep. Yeah. Um I don't know. Every time I watched him last year. I was like, eh, this is just a guy. He's that was my impression. Power. That's that's what they like him. That's it. He can't he can't consist he can't hit for conduct, but he can hit for power. Um we've got Braden Bishop who can play I guess if he can play center, he can play right. I feel I like mean, he's I feel like he's it, a four. I feel like he's a four. He is a four. And so is so is Fraley. And so is Marmaleos. Marmaleos <laughs> is Marmaleos is like a fifth outfielder or a yeah, whatever, bench guy. Um, Ty France, I think has the potential to be a starter, uh, with that bat, but he just can't feel that great. He doesn't, I don't think he has much experience in the outfield. So his like main, any, his primary experience is at third and second. So like any final words on outfield? I do actually, we have an off season, he's a minor league free agent pickup, but I think he's going to make the team. And I mean, with, with the talent that we have in that outfield, I, I think he's got a good chance to make the team. Sam Travis, he's a former Red Sox prospect. He plays first base and outfield. Oh, yeah. And, and I, think he's, I think he can be a decent backup on our team and fill in some of that void mm-hmm. since, our, since our depth already sucks as it is. So that's a name to watch out for, in my opinion. 
All right, you heard it here first. All right, Brian, the Soul Man Solak, do you get any shout-outs this week? Um, I pretty much said I wanted to talk about the Aqua Sox, but just they had their they had their schedule come out today. I mean, I don't know what their COVID is, you know, what the protocol is going to be and how much they're going to fill the stands that early. But if you guys are able to go out and see them this year, I mean, they've got a full season and go go out and you're going to see some good baseball and ever and the prices are decent and the, you have a great experience there. So go to everettaquasox.com and order your tickets. They only have one week in May that they're here. Then they ro- they aren't they don't really regularly play back in Everett until June. So maybe by then they can relax the the standards because most people will be vaccinated by then, hopefully. Yep. Matt, any shout outs for you? Yeah, I'm gonna give him a shout out to um, Hakuna uh, Akuna Matata, Mr. Ronald Acuna, because apparently I need to feel bad for him because yes. he's only making a hundred million dollars over the next eight years. Only twelve million. Uh, I'm I feel terrible for that. I mean that's that's. That's awful. I mean, that's subpar. I mean, he should file a grievance. Is that below minimum wage? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve million an hour or something like that. Isn't that the new Seattle million minimum wage? Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Can I say something real quick? Yes. Say something Go real ahead. quick. I, I actually have another shout out. Um. Hopefully, in two weeks, we're gonna have a guest star and talk about the the Seattle Kraken. So. Shout out to Jonathan West. We're looking forward to talking to you hopefully in a couple weeks. Right on. And my shout out is for the Eastern Washington University football team, who in two weeks, well, Matt, you'll love this. The next Saturday, after this Saturday, um, begin their football season. <laughs> and they'll play a full 10-game season. And it'll be fun to have some football in spring Ooh. since we don't have XFL anymore. All right. Yeah, well, are we going to be able to watch it? Uh, it's going to be on Pluto TV and, uh, root Ooh, sports. <laughs> um, okay. Can we go see them or do you think they'll have press? I've asked, uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Thank you once okay, again, everybody up. for joining us. Check out all our great content on seattlesportsengine.com as well. Listen to us here, our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean as well. Check out our social media at Seattle sports, you and like us on Facebook. We'll see you guys next time. So good.